0: to Golf Better at Edwin Watts Golf, episode 100. Hello everyone, my name is Tom Bursell, thanks so much for joining me, whether you're a first time listener or long time subscriber, either way, you're with us, and Kenny, we've been talking about it, we're in triple digits, man, we hit it, they're partying around the place, man. Yeah,
1: sounds sounds weird hearing the 100th episode.
0: They got the big cake, you know, down the hall, and <laughs> yeah. it's... it's you know we started golf better podcast on May 8th 2007 and you and I hooked up in January 2009 and you know we've gone from a closet into this room and we've really moved on it's it's a lot
1: of fun we have it's been enjoyable every step of the way and what a, what a treat we have for the 100th episode
0: hey hey let's just let's let's go right in who better to join us on episode number 100 A man who made his living in the golf business, but just loves music. The man himself, Mr. Edwin Watts. Edwin, thanks so Uh, much.
2: Thanks, guys, for having me. It's a pleasure being over
3: Alice. And,
0: oh, this is it. Yeah, the man who made his living in the music business, but absolutely loves golf, Mr. Alice Cooper. Courtesy of Callaway Golf. Alice, thanks so much, man.
3: Thank you, guys. And, you know, I've known Edwin for quite a long time. We played together. But one of the reasons I know Edwin is because I am the biggest Club junkie of the in the world. <laughs> I, I, when I'm down, you know, when I'm down in the south, when I see an Edwin Watts, I go in. I go, let's look at the, what they got, all the used clubs they got in here, and I always find something, you know, that I'm looking for. You know, when you when you're looking for a 1992 five wood, you know, something that uh, you find it.
0: Oh, You guys go back a long way. Edwin, where'd you guys first meet?
2: Well, we met with the Callaway Pro-Am. I think Alice and I've played in, I think, two, right, Alice, uh, together? Yeah,
3: we did. Yeah. We
2: played with our great friend, Bruce Parker, who, who's now in heaven, and uh, he was such a, we had a great time together. I mean, it was an absolute blast. Talking music, golf, great people to play with. I mean, you couldn't get any better at that. And then you throw in, that we also had Ely there with us, and uh, Ella Callaway that started Callaway Golf, and you just couldn't be any better than that.
3: Uh. Well, Bruce Parker, Bruce Parker was—he was the party animal of all time. <laughs> I've got a rock and roll band that's that's pretty good at partying. Bruce Parker would wear them out. <laughs> <laughs> if told, if I told uh. him that we're going to be in California tomorrow. I said Bruce Parker's coming. The guys would go, oh no! <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> they knew that that was a forty-eight-hour party right there.
2: Oh yeah, he was—he was a wonderful, wonderful guy and a wonderful friend.
0: Well, I got to be honest with you, Alice. We—we've we've been planning this for a while. We told Edwin about it three weeks ago. We have our script out here ready to go through some questions, but Edwin's got an encyclopedia of stuff. He's got a lot of he, you guys got a lot of catching up to do, Edwin. I'll let you just toss it out there.
2: Well, I was—I was, I was going to congratulate Alice on you being inducted in a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame.
3: Well, you know, it, it's all the guys... The thing that's great about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is that, first of all, you've got to live through the rock wars. You know, yeah, 45 years. I mean, we started in 1965, and it took till 2011 to get into the Hall of Fame. But the thing about it is, is like, you're being voted in by the very people that taught you. In other words, the, you know, the guys that are in the Hall of Fame... The Mick Jaggers, the Paul McCartneys, uh, you know, uh, uh, Jimmy Page, guys like that are the guys that get the ballots and vote on you. And they're the guys that taught us what, how, you know, uh, pretty much when we were kids, how to do it. It, It's like, it's just exactly like being a pro golfer. If you can make money playing golf, it's a phenomenon. If you can make money playing music, it's beyond, it's like winning the lottery three times.
2: You're succeeded in both of those. You're a very good golfer. I believe, what's your handicap now?
3: Well, I'm playing right uh, right at four right now.
2: Oh, that's tremendous. And you shot... And you told me you shot, what round did you shoot yesterday or, or this I morning?
3: Shot, I shot uh, one under this morning. I just had a great round, shot 35-36.
2: Wow, what a great score. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, oh.
3: Unbelievable.
2: Well, talk about the, the love affair
0: for golf, hours. How did all that start? Because it's something that you really just dove into. Like you said, you're on the course at 6.30 in the morning and, and off if, if you're not going to play another round at 9.30. Talk about how you got that love affair started.
3: Well, you know, what it was was the fact that I quit drinking. I was, uh, you know, I, I was the rock and roll animal like everybody else. I got to that one crossroads where you either have to stop or you're going to die. You're going to join Jimi Hendrix and Jim Morrison and all those guys. And I decided I was going to live. So when I got out of the hospital, I, I realized I had all day with nothing to do. You know, generally you don't have a concert till 9 o'clock at night. So you have all day. Of sitting around doing nothing and I said well I can't just do that because I'll be sitting around thinking about drinking or something so I said what takes five hours I'm gonna learn to play golf I went out I was a good baseball player so I I was a pretty good you know hand-to-eye coordination I went out I picked up a seven iron and I hit the ball dead down the middle you know and I said okay well that didn't seem so hard and the, the pro says, you're a natural you have a natural swing so from there I was addicted I played every single morning for the last 30 years almost. Wow. That's,
1: that's incredible. At some point, you obviously developed a relationship with Callaway. Can you talk about how that evolved?
3: Yeah, it was very funny because I, um, I was at a party, um, and I knew that Ely was there and Bruce Parker. And I went over to him, and I said, "I said, Mr. Callaway, yeah. I said, hit the ball, Alice. I am Alice. <laughs> um, that's great say hit the ball Alice <laughs> they went well yeah and I said I am Alice <laughs> I said and I play your club and Ely was one of these guys that if you looked at him he looked like a very conservative southern gentleman Ely Calloway was a maverick he if he thought that it was would go against the grain he would go for it exactly that's, that's Ely, exactly right he, you know in fact the, the, the way the ERC driver was invented was that I told him, I said, in, in 1971, I said, we we got banned in England. I said, the, 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 you know, some of the MPs banned us from coming over to England. The album went right to number one, and we sold out the, uh, you know, the, the big uh, soccer stadium there, Wembley. And so he said, so you're saying that if I built a driver that cost $600, it would go further but it was just a little bit illegal, I said, you probably wouldn't be able to build enough of them. And he went for it. He said, okay, I'm going to make it exactly one thousandth of an inch illegal.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You remember that, right? Oh, oh, absolutely. He, he called us also, Alice, about that. And we, I said basically the same thing. Yeah. Uh, And
3: and the funny thing was, we all thought, well, he's going to lose the American market, but that's not his biggest market. You know, his biggest market is the world market. And so, it was so funny that he actually took the story of us getting banned in order to go to number one. Of course people want what they can't have, you know. And if you could tell somebody that they can have this driver, it costs $200 more than a regular driver. But it will go a little bit further, and it's illegal. I said, they're going to they're going to go crazy for it.
2: And that happened, too.
3: That's awesome. It's, that it's, really it's, it's happened. It's human nature. It's just human nature, mm. you know. I showed up for the first commercial. And I told him, I said, a great idea would be me putting the ball, the ball hitting the snake, and then the the ball going in the hole, and me and Johnny Miller, right? And then Johnny going, nice putt, Alice. (laughs) (laughs) And Uh, that worked. (laughs) And and I showed up, I had hair all tied back, you know, because I figured it would be very commercial, you know, you didn't want to have the long hair. And I got there, and Ely goes, no, I said, I want the long hair. You know, he says, and... And I said, well, you're not going to use a real ball constrictor, are you? And he goes, yeah, of course we are. <laughs> he absolutely defied everything that was commercial about Callaway in order to make Callaway more... more um, uh, the regular guy could, could la- laugh at Callaway and have fun with it rather than it being Mercedes or Rolex. He wanted to get rid of that, that image that Callaway, the only people that played Callaway would be the CEOs. You know.
0: So, how long ago was that, Alice, when you and Calloway started the original relationship?
3: Well, I've been with them for all over 20 years, I think. You know, it, it was back in, uh, we see probably 90, well, right around 91, 90 91. And
0: that's yeah. a, a win win for both you guys, right?
3: Calloway takes us, you know, they'll pick us up in St. Louis in the morning and they'll take us to the course. The next day we're in Louisville and they pick us up in Louisville, take us to the course. So, uh, and, and then on tour last year, we did 100 cities around the world. I played 75 times. You know, we kind of make it like a promotion thing for Callaway. <laughs> because my guitar player and I play, and then we play with uh, two of their biggest accounts. And then we bring them to the show that night, and we kind of make it into a whole day.
2: Oh boy, that's a lot of fun, isn't
3: it? Yeah, it's great for us because we yeah. want to play anyway. So it's not like, uh, you know. Um, and it's fun. You know, you meet all these guys from different... From different uh, counts of Callaway, and they're all really cool guys.
2: Now, now, which clubs are you playing now? Which ones do you like the Callaway?
3: I have never hit an iron better than the, the uh, Razor Hawk. I have every single generation of Callaway iron in my in my garage, and I almost quit playing irons because I don't like hitting irons. I would rather get all hybrids if I could. I started. I get these uh, these uh, you know these Razor Edge irons. And I could not, uh, Razorhawk, I mean, I could not believe how solid they were. I went all back to hitting irons again, all Razorhawk. That's what I'm hitting in my bag. I'm a driver, uh, all the fairway woods, all the hybrids, and, uh, of course, the uh, the Jaws wedges. I mean, I've really found a set of clubs that I, I really feel good about.
2: Yeah, we might add, too, Alice, that those are all available at Edwin Watch Golf. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: tell them Alice sent <laughs> and tell them Alice sent <laughs> uh, We have something in common. I believe you started in the music, in 1968, right? Uh,
3: 1965, actually.
2: Half five. So we uh, longevity. You guys have the same basic longevity as our company. Uh, and
3: you started. Well, you started about then. Also? We
2: started in '68. Oh, our that's company. Great. So when you
3: were selling at that time, then you were selling like Iomatics, probably Muirfield Iomatics.
2: Uh, we, we, you know, ours. The, we, we were talking at lunch today. The sale you sold woods and irons together. You sold three woods, four woods, and eight irons or nine irons together as a set. You never sold individual clubs.
3: Yeah, that's and, right. You used to buy the whole set of the Iomatics. Yeah. remember the Muirfield Iomatics and uh, right. I think the very first set of clubs I ever had was a set of aluminum. Arnold, or no, Sam Sneed, Blue Mountain, Blue Ridge, Blue Ridge.
0: Yep, with the reminder grip.
3: That was exactly the very first club I ever had.
2: <laughs> uh, I think you got them at Sears yeah. for forty-five dollars. Yeah. Boy, and another thing, hasn't uh, golf equipment improved? It's
3: you know when we very when we when I first started playing, I was playing. It, it was just coming into metal woods. You know, it was just coming out of the, you know, the uh, the persimmon, and the very first time we saw a Callaway bore through driver, we went, look at the size of that thing, uh. look at that club now, and it, it's the size of a, of a, you know, a, it's tiny. It looks like this is a seven wood or a nine wood or something.
1: I, that's, I remember when they made the biggest big berth, it was 300 cc's. I remember trying to hit it on the range saying, There's there's just no way I could hit something this big. And now, you know, <laughs> 460's the common number. I mean, that's that, amazing.
3: That, that's normal. You, but you're right, though. The, the I mean, the, the technology has come so far. And, it, you know, I just, I, being at Callaway, I used to be there all the time. And Cal, uh, Ely knew that I played every day, right? So he would send me the drivers about two months before anybody else would even see them, and he would. say, I want you to play these for a week, and, and then call me and tell me what's going on, you know. And I would call him and I'd say, Hey, look, you know, I'm I'm hitting these high right, you know, and then I'd send them back, and he would send me back the, the the improved model, and I'd say, Okay, now they're going straight. So I was kind of their Iron Byron for a while.
2: And he used to do. He sent us golf clubs, and one I never forget. This is a real funny story about Ely. He always wanted to know on the spur of the moment, so he had this new product coming out, and he sent us and some of our stores, the clubs, and i never forget, he called about 12 o'clock, he said, Edwin, we're making a major decision at one, we want to know what y'all think of these clubs, and what the name, the brand, everything, et cetera, et cetera. He said, is there any way you can get all the guys on the phone within 30 minutes? I said, for you, Ely. Yes, we'll have them all on the phone. So we got it. We we had a conference call with all our stores, and he wanted. He was a big believer in in testing the waters before he started making something. So absolutely, yeah. And, and one of his keys to, I think, success was that. And he you know, quizzed, he, he quizzed you guys and quizzed us and our people. And
3: yeah, he absolutely did. He said, you know, play them. He says, I want you to play these every day, and then tell me what is different about these or what you like about them, what you don't like about them. And, you know, there was guys on the tour that would look in my bag and go, what is this? You know, and I'd say, you're not allowed to see that.
1: <laughs> it's confidential. <laughs>
3: and they go, wait a minute, I'm a tour player. And i go, yeah, but these, mm-hmm. you're not ready for these yet.
2: <laughs> you, uh, when, you go, when you go in our stores, the guys fit you, Alice, for
3: clubs? You know, when I go in... Uh, generally, all the stuff I get is, is Callaway. And, and right, from on,
2: the from factory there.
3: Right, right off the, I am right off of the, uh, I could take them right off the, uh, off the floor. I, I'm a normal lie. Uh, I usually use regular graphite or a really light steel because I don't have big wrists, you know, and I swing really smooth, I swing really easy, so I could, you know, a graphite. And uh, generally, they don't have to tweak anything for me. I mean, I can just take them right off the rack and, and hit them.
2: But, you know, no. the one of the things I think, Alice, and see what you think about this, the, the simulators that we have in our stores, to be able to fit the, the golfer doesn't know what he wants, that is huge exactly. with equipment, exactly. being able to fit the right ball speed, club head speed, the right shaft. The,
3: it's so the, smart because the average guy is going to play, what, once a week maybe? Right. And then he's discouraged because he's not hitting the ball dead down the middle. He's not hitting the ball, this and that. I think that you're trying to make the guy, give him the, put it in his hand, the easiest thing to hit. We would go out and have demo days. And, you you know, you've been to a few of the Callaway demo days. And here's a guy that's got a seven-degree driver, extra stiff shaft, and he plays twice a month. And he can't get this ball two feet off the ground, right? I'll go over and hand him an 11-degree driver with a regular shaft in it. And all of a sudden, he's got an air pole going down the middle. I love this driver. And then he looks at it and he goes, Do they make this in 7-degree extra stiff? <laughs> <laughs> he really needs <laughs> a 13-degree. <laughs> you go, Yeah. Uh, get a 7-degree extra stiff. Why don't you get a <laughs> 10-degree or 11-degree? And he goes, Well, my, my buddies will make fun of me if 11 uh, It's unbelievable. I would see a guy that can't hit a 3-iron. I'll say, get a 7-wood uh, or a 9-wood. All my friends will make fun of me. And I said, trust me, they're making fun of you now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh. Hey, Alice, with regard to uh, other technology, or I'm sure you're utilizing the uh, Callaway U-Pro GPS system.
3: You know, I, I love it. And they're coming out with even, uh, even more. Uh, uh, this new one they said that's coming out next month or so is supposed to be like uh, beyond belief, you know. So I haven't seen that one yet. But, the, yeah, the Upro is great. As much as I play, see, I play every day at different course. So I need to have something that I can, I'll, you know, that I can, I'll be in Indiana one day and the next day I'm in North Dakota where I can turn it on and it goes right to that course. It's, it's one of the great things that everybody should have. Everybody should have some kind of a, you know, some kind of a, a GPS system. Instead of standing there trying to figure out, you know, is this 151 yards? Is that to the middle? Is that to the, you know, you look at the thing and go, okay, I got it.
2: Exactly, and that that, gets more people on the golf course and they enjoy it more and it just makes everything a lot more fun.
3: Well, I think so, too, and and it's one of those things where, like, you know, that's that's what I call technology really working for the game right there.
2: Back to music a second. I think two of your songs are one of the rock's all-time greatest songs. I'm 18. And no more, Mister Nice Guy.
3: You know, uh, those, 18, we
2: love those songs. Our band loves those two songs.
3: Well, you know, that was also uh, the, one of the songs. 18 was a song that uh, Jake Trout and the Flounders did. You know. That oh was, yeah, Peter uh,
0: Jacobson and the group Payne Stewart. Yeah.
3: Payne, you know, and, and I always used to say that Payne Stewart was the nicest guy, probably at the best swing of anybody out there, and was the worst harmonica player of all. Time. <laughs> Uh, he was a, he was a great guy. Yeah, I mean, I'm not talking evil of the dead. I I used to tell him, I said, you are such a great, you know, golfer, and you are such a nice guy. I said, but <laughs> pick another instrument. <laughs> uh,
2: actually,
3: but, you know, Peter
2: could play the guitar pretty good, right, Peter?
3: Oh yeah, no, those guys. That was actually a pretty good little band. Yeah, uh, yeah Jake Trout. Yeah, I think it was Lie, wasn't it? Uh, Yep, Mark Ly,
2: Mark, uh, Mark, Mark Lai, uh, left-handed guitar player, All right. Yeah.
3: And and Peter Jacobson could imitate anybody. He did. He did my voice on eighteen, and I thought it was me. <laughs> of course, that's they, changed the, they changed the lyrics to you know I'm eight, I'm on eighteen, and I don't know what what I want. Should I get a seven iron? Should I get a six iron? You know?
2: that's cute. <laughs> But uh, we, we, we love music, too, and uh, we wanted to invite you down uh, maybe here or in Phoenix or wherever you want to. I, we'd love to do a, our company uh, with all our customers, would love to do some kind of charity event with you and then maybe our band and you could play or your band and you know us what? play. or
3: Let's put that together because I, I think we could I raise a lot of money. For that,
2: I think we could raise a lot of money, have a lot
3: of fun. That would be fun. I do a thing here called Solid Rock Foundation, which is we get kids out of gangs and into music. And you know, I mean, if you can do the same thing with golf, getting them out of gangs and into golf, and and your your slogan should be, uh, uh, give them a nine iron, not a nine millimeter.
2: <laughs> yeah, Alice, you know, in our band we call our band the Mulligans. The Mulligans. You, Mulligan, you know why? You know why, don't you? It's
3: because you get to start the song over. Again. Over again. If we mess up, we get to start <laughs> over. Well, you know, in, in Chinese, it would be the Mulligans. The, the <laughs> But are your band. You got to send me a CD we, of for band.
2: I have a great band. You know what? I did exactly the same selecting a band as I did in business. I picked the very best. They're all great musicians and great guys, and all most of them are golfers and they love you know doing it. And we're that not doing it for most, a living or anything.
3: The most important thing is that when you're in a band with a bunch of guys and they're friends of yours, and you also play golf, it is the most fun thing in the world to get out and learn five or six songs, and then learn five or six more songs get up on stage, and, and, I mean, I can't think of anything that's more fun than being in a band. And I'm in a perfect situation, because when we're on tour, nobody needs a concert at 8 in the morning. You
2: know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we play golf in the morning and rock and roll at night. And I mean. How's it getting any better than that? <laughs> who doesn't want to be in my band? That's know? exactly right. Oh, <laughs> you man. said
1: the concert started at 9 at night, though, and you're on the course by 6.30, so...
3: Well, well here's the different here's the difference you play, if you're in Iceland, right? <laughs> we the concert at eleven o'clock. We had a tea off time at two in the morning. You know? <laughs> <laughs> because uh, the morning was like noon. Yeah. I mean, it was like per- <laughs> well, let's get
2: together and do that charity thing. You we'll get, get our great. customers involved. Sneak
0: Alice Cooper in under the radar to play with the Mulligans and then sell the place oh my, out. Yeah. Oh my let me, gosh. Let me say something. Uh,
3: we if already
2: played a couple of your
0: songs.
3: If you put it together and I'm not out on tour somewhere, I, I, I will come in and do it.
0: Okay, you got it. We'll do it, buddy. Hey, Alice, thanks so much for taking time on this special day for us. It's been a real special I'm day, I'm and, sure, yeah. and you made it even better. Thanks so much. We, we really miss you, Alice. I really appreciate you. it.
3: Guys, thanks a lot, and uh, and Edwin, when I'm when I'm. Anywhere near an Edwin Watts, I'm at the youth club part. If you want to find me, that's usually right. it been great having you. You're, yes. in the, you're in the best, Alice. Thanks.
2: Thank you, guys. See you.
3: Bye.
0: <sighs> Episode 100 didn't disappoint, did it, Kenny Nick?
1: Not bad. <laughs> oh, what a treat, man. I tell you what. you. <laughs> no, he's, really- a, he's,
0: a, he's, he's a musician. God. He's a golfer. And inside, he's a stand-up
2: comic.
1: He, he really he's is. He's, and he's
2: really, also a sensational person, super guy. Yeah, everybody that I've person.
1: ever met that has met him says the same thing. He's a super nice guy, and, and you grow up listening to him, being a rock and roll guy like he is. I've never met a guy more passionate about golf than, than this guy right here.
2: Uh, he's very passionate about it, and he is. he's one great guy.
0: What a treat for the 100th episode. Oh, that was awesome. That was awesome. We're a little over time what we normally are, but the most important thing the customers need to know, go to edwinwattsgolf.com to shop. But we have prizes every week, and you got to know where to register to win. Kenny, why don't you help us out? Yeah,
1: just go to our website, edwinwattsgolf.com, and in the lower portion of the website you'll see the golf better. We call it an e-spot. Just, it's an icon. Just click on that. Uh, and there's a, you'll go to a landing page, and there's a register to win button. Click there, and give us the required information that we ask of you, and uh, you, your name will automatically be submitted for one of these awesome prizes. And remember to re-register every every time because there's always great prizes.
0: Well, now we got the man in here. Let's uh, let him give something away. Back from episode number 95, courtesy of Cleveland Golf. They've got the three drivers, the different weight drivers, and this one, you get your selection of one of those three drivers, courtesy of our friends. That was the Chuck Theory episode, Cleveland Golfing. Edwin, I'll let you announce who the winner is. <laughs> uh, Chris Stevenson of Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, wow, Chris. Is, yeah. Amazing. That is- and when he hits it, you say hit it. Alice, don't say hit it. Chris, but yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, Congratulations, Chris. Well, gentlemen, it's been a great day. Thanks so much, Kenny, for uh, sitting in. Edwin, hey, thanks so guys. much for you. It was it was awesome. This man. was a great show. I love talking music. And from golf. all our fans out there, thank you as well. So for Alice Cooper and everyone at Callaway Golf, school's out. We're out. Until next time when you can join us at Golf Better at edwinwattsgolf.com. So long, everyone.